movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey, Charlie. What's up, John? Nothing much. How's it going with you tonight? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. So, what did you think of the Corella DeVille uh, trailer and everything? I know that we were going to talk about that for tonight. Yeah. I got a lot of Joker vibes from it, to be honest. Mm. To be honest with you, I did too. <laughs> I got <laughs> it's, It felt more like a Harley Quinn kind of vibe to it, if you actually yeah. think about it. I mean, it looks it so, looks like it. it, it I mean, it's going to be pushing. It, I would be shocked if this does not get the PG thirteen rating because it's pushing on edge PG thirteen, close to our territory and some of the stuff. Right, and this is definitely Disney doing something risque. If you ask me, especially whenever yeah. you actually think about it. But I definitely love it. I definitely love the trailer. I went from not really caring about the going to see this movie to actually anticipating this movie now to actually wanting to see it. I'm not at that point yet. To be honest, I'm like, I'm more like the, I'll probably probably be a rental for me. I'm like, I just, I like Emma Stone. I just, I didn't, I don't really like, like, I mean, I like when Joker came out, I didn't really care for an origin story of Joker. And then again, we'll see. I don't know much Mm. about Corella DeVille. So I'm maybe, but is it going to be, am I going to be one of, Put like spend money to pay for this? Probably not. I'll probably rent it. Probably from my local library where it saved me some money. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it's just like, like I said, it, it, it's, I got a lot of Joker vibes from it. And, and then people were like attacking the people that are saying this, this is like the female version of Joker. And everybody's like, oh. And then the person, the, the person misspelled Joaquin Phoenix in the chat. So it was like, just discredit this person. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't see Joker. I didn't, like I said, it just didn't interest me. And then this one was like, eh, this one's got, I got, I'm a little bit more interested in this, but is it, it, it am, like I said, am, am I rushing out to see this? Probably not. Okay. 
you see, for me, okay, I love the Joker. I I, for, I was just like yeah. you, to be honest with you, man. I, I didn't really care about seeing an origin story of Joker. If you actually looked mm-hmm. at some of the other old YouTube stuff that I actually had out and everything, I did not mm-hmm. care about an origin story of the Joker. Then Walking Phoenix comes up, and it just was a mind-blowing trailer. So I went out and saw it and everything. I saw that movie twice in theaters. It was a good mm-hmm. movie. It was really good. With this... You know, it's a Disney classic. It's based off of 101 Dalmatians. We don't really know a lot about Cruella DeVille or anything like that. Other than the fact that she wanted mm. to make fur out of the dogs, out of the puppies. Yeah. And she was the main villain of that story. And mm-hmm. that was it. And, of course, yeah. I think she was also, like, a costume designer, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Well, not a costume designer, but uh, someone that actually went uh, – wardrobe designer. There we go. That's actually yeah. a better word. But yeah. – I never really like, you know what? What about Koala? What? Wonder what she's doing. I wonder what made her be the way that she is. Yeah. And everything. I never questioned it or anything. I no, never I mean, really. I felt like what we saw is what we got from One Hundred One Dalmatians. I didn't really feel yeah. like that we needed to actually have somewhere where we needed to explore it. To be honest with you. Yeah, this is definitely taking a risk for Disney because they've been working on this for years. Like, this is not just that. They, this has been uh, known for, jeez, I don't know, at least four or five years. This has been a long time, and it's like now we're finally getting it. And I'm like, mm. I mean, we'll see. I'm like I said, I mean, I like Emma Stone. I think she's going to do a great mm. job with it. Like, I can't even recognize her voice in this. Me either. Like, I mean, it... I'm... Oh, go on. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just looking in the uh, the history okay. of this. All right, I'm just oh, going to give you... 2011. Oh. This was announced in 2011 that they were doing this. So we're almost 10 wow. years. Um, and, and they casted Emma Stone in 2016. I'm in actually August. surprised. Let me, let me just say this. I'm actually surprised that Emma actually stayed with them as long as she did. Yeah. Because most actresses and actors would actually say, you know what, I have other stuff to do. I'll come back to this if this mm-hmm. role is actually still on the table. But the fact that she's yeah. still committed, the fact that she's like, maybe she did some, you know, she probably did some other work, of course, you know, at, between then. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. if this if this character is still available, if this position is still open, I'll take that position. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do other bodies mm-hmm. of work in the meantime while you guys figure out what you're going to do with Cruella. So, yeah, but I love Emma Stone. Emma Stone's just a beautiful redhead w- woman and everything. I, mm-hmm. I have a huge crush on her, just like I do Gal Gadot and everything, too. Yeah. But, you know, but Emma's a great actress when you look at Lila Land, mm-hmm. when you look at Super Bad and everything, even though yeah. that was her, that very first time I saw her was in Super Bad. And then, of course, Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I love the fact that she really dived into this character where she doesn't feel like an Emma, an Emma Stone. It actually feels like Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. It actually has that villain, yeah. villainous character that we want to see from it. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm actually sold on. Also, too, I like the Connie Francis song that was actually playing in the trailer, which I thought was actually mm-hmm. perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, I grew up on old Connie Francis songs and stuff like that. If anybody was wondering what that song is, that song is actually called Who's Sorry Now? It's by Connie Francis. It came out in 1958. And having that kind of vibe to it, with that Joker kind of vibe to it, with the Harley Quinn kind of vibe, actually works for me. 
But I went from, okay, I don't really care about an origin story to saying, you know, I think I might actually give this a shot, but I'm not going to give this yeah. a shot as in renting this movie for 20 or $30. No. And then no. the other problem with this movie is that they it took a, it's taken a lot of time. Hey, I told you it was announced, it announced in 2011. They didn't cast the person until 2016. Then they had a director, this original guy in it, in 20, November 2016, and, he, and then some guy joined a producer. And then December 2018, the guy that was supposed to direct this movie had scheduling conflicts, so he was out. And they didn't mm. technically didn't start filming this movie until August. I think what they said during, I think, one of the expos la- uh, tw- two years ago in August at the D23 uh, mm. Expo, they revealed principal photography for it. And they didn't. I don't think they started. Um, um, they they filming. filmed and finished in 2019. So and then this was supposed to be out last December, but with COVID all right. and all, it was delayed to May. So again, like this is a big risk, and I'm interested. Like because again, I'm a numbers guy. I'm interested with the budget for this is because you if know, it's if it's in the 200 million dollar ranges, again, we're going back to the lesson. Disney has not learned their lesson because <laughs> they've had quite, I think they've had more, I think they've had, they had at least two big stinkers that I can think of that were high budget movies. And that was uh, John Carter and the Lone Ranger. Those were $200 million flops for them. And I think P- they had Peach Dragon too. And that was, that lost the yeah. money. So again, they're taking on a big risk with this one, especially we're going on ten years now, and, and like, and we, and then like, and we, we've known about it. And now we're gonna trailer, so it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they actually started filming in August of two thousand nineteen, during the D twenty three Expo. Yeah, and everything too. But the funny thing is, I'm actually looking, looking, and seeing if there's like anything for the budget. There's nothing there. Nothing like, yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once we get closer, yeah, I think once we get closer, um, that and um, so corner Wikipedia, which a is not really a trustworthy source, but that's where I'm on it anyway. Um, it's it's set in 1970s, which I got that, and she's a young fashion designer. Yep, and she she becomes obsessed with dog skins, especially Dalmatians and Chihuahua, and she becomes a ruthless and terrifying legend known as Corella. Um, yep. Um, but so we'll say, it, here's yeah, here's my thoughts. Okay, so you know I understand what you're saying with the um, whole entire thing where you have people leaving yeah. over scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. That's understandable. Scheduling conflicts yeah. is fine because yeah. it's not like oh there was a di-. here's the thing. I, I panic when there's creative differences with the director, and so yeah. therefore they leave. Just like this whole yeah. entire thing that we see with Uncharted. If this was like an Uncharted situation then I would actually be worried. Yeah. You know? But since mm-hmm. this is actually just one person leaving, I'm not really all that worried yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But what if? Now, this is me saying, what if? What if they decided, you know, let's wait a while to see if we can actually get the story together. Let's wait and see what develops. Yeah. Let's try and yeah. see if we can get a good script together. Maybe that yeah. was what was wrong, was the creative process behind it. Now, if they were actually filming and they said, oh, look, the script is actually in trouble. We need to shut down yeah. production and go over the script. 
and everything and do some reshoots, yeah, I would actually panic. But it seems like yeah. to me that they're actually pumping the brakes and saying, hey, look, let's see what we have in front of us on paper. Mm-hmm. And seeing what we can adjust, what we can take out, do some a couple of the re- yeah. rewrites and everything while we can. We already have Emma down to actually go. She's been doing this since 2010 when or uh, being with us and everything. She's locked. She's not going anywhere. And that was their main focus. Probably is like, okay, where do we get our main character? Where, where do we get our main actors yeah. from? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they get Emma, right? Which yeah. Emma can carry her own movie. Yeah. So they feel comfortable with that. So maybe they say, hey, look, Emma, yeah. we're still trying to dis- uh, discover who we and what we want to be- uh, develop with Coella. In the meantime, mm-hmm. you can go on ahead and be in other projects and everything until we actually have a chance to actually do this. So I don't mind the gap because maybe they're actually mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. Yeah, I feel what you on that. I just, I don't know. I think it's just... And I, I think what with the envi- oh, with the the world we're in about the movie stuff, I think like I said, I think if somebody's like if the anticipation for it, I think that could be the problem is getting people excited for this if they've known about it for a while. I'm like, oh, this movie's coming out. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I didn't even know the trailer was being released until like they, there was no notice. Like, oh yeah, it's just we're just releasing it. I'm like, like it's this. I think. I think like I said, I'm trying to read both sides into this. Like I, I like I said, I think the. My big issue is the uh, I think the wait time because I've seen movies that like sometimes they worked, sometimes they didn't. About the the length of time when if somebody's lo- looking for a movie, like I go an example that Zoolander two, for instance. Mm. That again, we're talking about a sequel, but still, you you first one came out in tw- two thousand and one, and then you and then you waited fifteen years, and then a sequel, and then. A, I'll admit, I saw this in the theaters. Like I said, I, I saw it before I saw Deadpool. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I mean, it had a lot of moments that it made me laugh. Will Ferrell was hysterical in it. But I can see the disappointment. I was like, I was slightly disappointed because I'm like, they should have just done this right away. Like, I mean, it, it just the, this loses the effect of the mm. what the what Zoolander one did. That's what I'm thinking. The same in this, okay. in this case, and like I said, I mean, in the perspective, somebody was a big Dalmatian fan, and they knew, "Ooh, we're getting Corella," and then about how long they've been coming out, and how Disney's been kind of like putting this on the back burner, not not really letting fans know, like, "Hey, we still got this movie coming." They haven't been doing any of that, like telling them, "Hey, this movie's coming," and they, and then did they, they like out of the blue released the trailer because they've been dealing with the Marvel stuff and then doing with. Uh, like all, all like their other stuff and they're not really putting their effort into this one. I think that's, that was the problem. What happened? Why um, solo didn't do well. It's because I think like, it's that movie kept getting delayed and delayed. And then until the studio Disney told them, all right, no more delays. You're forced. You're, 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 you're it's coming out this day or you don't have a movie. And that's that, again, this is the problem with Disney that they just, is they like they, they they try to get uh, creative control and everything, and that's and that's not how you really want to run a business, to be honest. Okay, so I hear what you're saying about Zoolander yeah. and everything. So let's go on in and do this real quick. Magnificent, for example, came out in the year of 2014. Mm-hmm. 2019, they released part two. So that's a six years difference, a six year gap. Yeah, 
and everything. The second now get this, the second one didn't do as good as the first one did or anything like that. Yeah. So there's a six year gap with that. With this one, you're coming off of a classic Disney animated film versus a sequel. Yeah. So you know, you're dealing with a movie that's over probably forty years old, if that. Um, but they said the live action one with Glenn Close, who actually yep. is an executive producer on this movie, came out in '96. Yep. And this and the sequel came out in um 2000. Right. So, but in the 2000, I believe that it did have a big hit and a big following with people because I remember yeah. people talking about it. But yeah. as far as the animation goes, that came out in 1961 as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm. I, I, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm gathering from. Yeah, I don't know. I think it it really depends on the movie. Like I think like, for the sequel of that that the Dalmatian sequel, they weren't that because like they're both live action, and you knew what you're gonna get because there's not gonna. This one's an origin story, so this is this is where the the it, where it, where it gets trickier. Like of how to base the audience for this because like like I mean that that's what I'm just like thinking about how long it took them to do this one. And the fact that it's there's probably like you'll probably see the Dalmatians only for maybe a couple minutes. So again, they, what Disney's is start marketing that like as people are expecting if it's Corella, I think a lot of people are going to be expecting to the be Dalmatians. focused in dogs, the Dalmatians, not an origin story. And that that that's the problem with Disney's got to figure this out. They got to start promoting it. That I mean, yeah, you got a trailer now, but no one knew the trailer is coming out. It is. Just they just released it, and so I mean like that's maybe, fine. So you're feeling feeling like maybe Disney is trying to hide this movie because maybe they know that it's bad. Unfortunately, that's what I'm saying. Um, like I said, I don't want it. Like I said, I, I I'm ruined for Emma Stone, but I just I've seen Disney go down this route a couple times, like because mm. this this movie's been in the works since 2011, and we're going on the 10 year mark or whatever. Again, I'm not like, I'm not right. saying it's going to flop, but I'm just saying, I'm just trying to read what, what I think Disney's trying to do. Read here. Between the lines. Right. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Um, cause like and, I said, this is not, and this is not what everybody's expecting. If you're expecting a Dalmatian movie, no, I'm expecting this movie to be a very hard PT 13. And like some, like, like mm-hmm. I could see the, the actors. I mean, this is PG. I'm going to be shocked because from what I've no, seen in the PG-13. trailer about, this There's has no got to be. This because, is gonna be yeah, because with the sequence where like they, she like where they open up and you see all these like these things flying out and it's kind of like she's 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 trying to get revenge on people in a sense like she's there's yeah I, like this has got to be this is a very hard edge like probably one of the harder like hardest ed, like on the edge between PG thirteen and R we're getting with a Disney movie and there is right. like it, it, but and then because Corella is not. She's not a likable person. <laughs> she's no. She's very vindictive, well, that, and she wants to kill the dogs. <laughs> right. Not only that, but Mel Nipson was also a very manipulative person, though, too, in a certain sense, after the character development and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know. And the real story between that is very dark. Yeah. I mean, with this, I, mean, I feel like it showed goes... rape in it. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so... With this, I feel like it's going into mental health a little bit. The way she yeah. views things from other from her perspective, yeah. maybe she yeah. views us as the villains and she's the hero. Yeah, in a sense. 
But you know, I mean, I mean go off the edge on there about Maleficent, though. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It is what it is. You know, if this scene is actually, uh, if there's actually a rape scene within that film, well, that's what it is. There's the way they cut, the way they cut it, it is it isn't shown. But you can again, it's it's with Disney's for it. They always have these subliminal messages in their movies, and it's pretty. It, it, it's, I mean, like this from the real history, and I think they briefly. Like they didn't show the scene, but you can see they cut the camera in a specific way to know that it happened, but you didn't see it. In a sense. Yeah. But yeah, um, as far as this goes, I'm excited for it. I mean, I went yeah. from not being excited about it. I'm like, eh, it's another Disney origin story prequel yeah. film that I don't really care about to being anticipated, yeah. which is what a trailer is supposed to do. It's supposed to reel you in. Yeah. And be hooked on yeah. it. So it did its job on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Um I mean that's fine. I'm not I'm not telling people not to watch the trailer or not no, watch no, this no, movie. No. I mean it's like it just this from my perspective, why I think and it's the fact that right. I didn't even know that like I said, a trailer is being released today and I didn't know much about this movie because there's Disney's not focusing on this. They've been focusing on mm-hmm. the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars see, stuff. And that's the problem. See, <laughs> You see, with me, I knew it was about to be released today because there was actually a poster first for the movie. Uh, yeah, I knew about the poster. Today. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, poster's released. It's got to be released mm-hmm. sometime either today or tomorrow. That's the marker that mm-hmm. I usually go with. Yeah. If you see set photos, if you see posters, if you see some type of promotional thing for a movie, chances is it's either going to be this week, uh, yeah. today, or the next day, or within the next week mm-hmm. that we're going to get a trailer for something. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Another thing, though, too, is you mentioned Peace Dragon. I actually went out and saw that movie and everything. It was such a letdown. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You know? And I think, but I, think it lost, too, I lost money. Um, yeah, it did. It lost. Uh, I forgot how much money it lost. But I'm just going to talk for a minute because I know you're probably looking at the budget and the loss. Yeah, go ahead. Cost, right? Okay. Yeah. So... So here's my thoughts on it, though. But this is, again, not a prequel or anything like that. This is just a live adaptation of the original movie, but it's not a cookie cut. Here's the thing. It's not the same thing as Peace Dragon that we remember when we were kids. It's not the animated dragon talking and stuff like that. It's just Pete and his dragon. And it's actually a real dragon that people can actually see rather than something that's imaginary and things like that. So, you know... I to be honest with you, I don't really remember that much about Pete's Dragon, <laughs> you know, with the live action adaptation, and that's bad if I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Now there are some live adaptations that I really liked. That was the Beauty and the Beast movie I liked. Then there was uh, the Jungle Book movie that I liked. But as far as The Lion King goes, eh, I could I I didn't really care for it. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I've I, I've seen the I, like I said. I mean, just for me, like they're they were just. I mean, I can see they're what they're trying to do, is trying to get a new audience to it. But I think just doing a live action for the sake of doing it, I'm like, we don't need to see Mufasa die again. I mean, we no. we like. I mean, we don't need to see like same with Ben Uncle Ben. We don't need to keep seeing Uncle Ben <laughs> die. We don't need to see Peter Parker's parents. Like, there's stuff that. 
Right. We like the, don't treat us like idiots. We know what's going on. I mean, like it's like everyone we right. want to be entertained, not made fun of for saying, Oh, you have people haven't seen Uncle Ben die. We're gonna show you this and, and like a, a zoom in function. Like that's where we're gonna go to zoom in and watching him get stabbed. I mean, like I said, I mean it's just like we don't need to see that. We know Uncle Ben dies and it's unfortunate. Like I mean it's like I mean and one of the shows on sci fi I watched it's called the movie show, which is uh, it's like it's it's a hilarious show. It dealt with puppets, and on one of the guests, they had Uncle Ben show up, and they, and he's making fun of himself. And he's like, "Oh, sorry, like Uncle Ben, where are you? Oh, sorry, I just died back there." Like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh man, like, like it's like I I I've been like there's there's so many timelines, multiverses of me, and I'm trying to find one where I don't die. I'm like, why? Why can I be, have superpowers? I'm like, why does it always have to be Peter? Why do I have to die to, for Peter to to learn to to get responsibility? And he becomes War right. Man. Why, I, I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, sorry, I just died there. Like, yep, yep, I just died. Mm. Sorry, sorry, my. I mean, it's just like we we don't need to keep like you don't need to keep right. killing off Uncle Ben. Now, this is what I like though. Aladdin did something different, and I liked Aladdin, and I know I might get help for that and everything. But I, I haven't care. seen I like it. So I'm not. I'm not judging. My sister saw. She liked it, but I just. I haven't seen it, so I. I I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging anybody okay. on that one. Okay. So here's the thing with Aladdin. Aladdin was basically Will Smith telling the legend of Aladdin to his kids, who was actually genie, who was free, and everything. Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect. They did a whole entire different aspect with that. Then they incorporated uh, certain things from the Sega Genesis video game into uh, this live ac- action adaptation, which I loved. Mm-hmm. So, and they didn't do a Robin Williams impression. He made the genie his own, which is something that mm-hmm. I was hoping that he would actually do without having to compare yeah. stuff to Robin Williams. And he did a yeah. very good job at doing that. And that's what I have to mm-hmm. expect. Uh, that's actually what I respect about Will Smith was the fact he was able to do something different rather than saying, you know what, he's just doing a carbon copy of Robin Williams. And Robin Williams' stuff yeah. is just improv mostly and stuff like that. It's hard to actually do yeah. something like Robin. But mm-hmm. as far as this and everything goes, I'm excited. It did its job. I'm, I can't wait to yeah. see what we have next. Um, is there anything else yeah, I mean, that you actually... like I said, I'm Like I said, I'm not... Like I'm not trying to bash the trailer. I just this from what I'm trying to read like that. I mean, it, like it, it, I just got Joker vibes from it, and oh. so I mean, like I said, I mean, well, I want I want to see more. I want to hear more. I'm ruined for it, but I just just got this gut inclination that Disney's just pushing this mm. on the back burner because that's just oh. unfortunate what they do. I got gotcha. you. We actually have a message. Let's see what we got. Bonjour, John. Bonjour, Charlie. Are, we do- are you boys doing good? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We're doing good, man. It's good to actually hear you on stereo. I'm glad that you actually joined us. You know, nice. if you're wondering about Frenchie and what he does, go on ahead and visit him at Schmoes of the North. As a matter of fact, he's actually on stereo. Go on ahead. He's actually, if you go through my follow list and everything, check him out. He does a fantastic job with Schmodown, talking Schmodown, does sports talk like with Schmodown. Check him out. Schmoes of the North is the place that you need to be to actually follow the Schmodown. So, <laughs> get to hear your voice again, Frenchie. I miss having you on the shows. <laughs> I definitely do. Uh, his presence is actually missed, but you know, I actually we we've been talking back and forth with things. His schedule has just been busy and stuff like that, and I totally oh, yeah, understand no that. And I respect. 
I respect him for what he's doing. Like he does a shitload of shows and things like that. I just uh, have no, to commend him. I don't for... doubt that. He does a hell of a job, yeah. though. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. If I was him, I would actually be wore the hell out. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know where he finds the energy to do all this, but I commend him for it. Well, so, John, I guess wanna... uh, speaking about Corella, we we go into the the title of the article that. Um, essentially, the Disney is really the real life club. Deville is mainly because <laughs> some of Disney's what they've been doing as of recently is not good. Like, like I said, it's stuff that makes me angry. Like, especially with their premier access stuff, they're taking advantage of the COVID pandemic, and they did this with Mulan. And essentially, if nobody if nobody knows what this is, so essentially, um. You like Disney is like like you ha- first you have to have Disney Plus to do this. So they did what they did with Mulan. They released it Mulan. I think either in theaters or they gave you premier access. So essentially, what you got to do is on top of your subscription to Disney Plus, you got to spend thirty dollars just to watch the movie. And the other thing is, you don't even get to keep it. Like you got to watch it and and then, and then it goes away after a certain while, sort of like that. And I'm like. I'm like when I like when I told uh our friend Sean um about this, he's like he's like, Man, I'm not even gonna watch it. I don't wanna give Disney my money. He's like, if they what they should have done is let you buy it on Blu-ray. Because mm. you know, normally like a four K Ultra H D Blu-ray is thirty bucks. Here's the thing. And you get to the- <laughs> Well, this is what I was thinking, okay? I didn't even buy I didn't even rent the way back with Ben Affleck for twenty dollars. <laughs> You know, I waited no, until I'm... it was like six bucks. Yeah, and everything to rent. That's whenever I rent. Seventy bucks, but much. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I waited until the price went down. But my here's my thought process on it, though, is this: that's too much damn money to actually be paying for a movie that you don't know is if it's good or not. Now, what they should do is do the HBO Max route and everything. Absolutely. Put it on. Put it on Dis- Disney Plus. Thirty days. And have it in theaters. Yes, 30 days, and also have it at theaters for a limited time. After 30 days is up, you can do whatever the hell you want with that film. You can go ahead and put it out on more theaters, or you can go ahead and try and do some digital releases and everything to try and get some money for it. But charging 30 freaking dollars to people is fucking ridiculous. No, you don't even get, no, to, you keep don't get it. to keep it. Like, I mean, like, and, and as soon as, like I said, you have to have Disney Plus, and then you got to spend an additional $30. Like I said, I mean, like, I think, like they said, it, and like they, Disney's like kind of manipulating the numbers and it did well for them this way. I'm like, I don't think it did, to be honest. Like I said, I mean, like, I mean, from all the, all the, like I said, my sister and my mom loved it, like, but they didn't spend the $30. They wait, they wait till I bought it for, for her, for my sister for Christmas. And I spent, 30 bucks for it and i was like and guess what she gets to keep it and i get different and then she gets to keep in different avenues she has the 4k she has normal blu-ray and she has the digital copy for it again um and and i think i, I think the other thing too is i think like i said i think the, the issue with that would i don't might have been disney's problem i think it might have been that but when you buy the 4k ultra hd blu-ray i think i bought it count from uh, that because i always check make sure there's a digital copy insert no insert mm-hmm. in it so you couldn't even redeem the digital copy, even though it's on the, the on the cover, digital copy code. And so I went and had to go into a Best Buy and had to switch it out. I opened right up, same thing. I don't know if it was Best Buy's problem or Disney didn't send digital copy codes 
in the disc. And I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm like 50, 50 or blaming both. But if, if like none of the copies that you ha- you could buy had a digital code, I think they're trying to get people to, for di- just to get, Oh, if you want to, if you want to watch it digitally, you have to get Disney plus. And I think that's very, yeah. and I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that suspicion. I think that's why they did it. And I think that's not, which is weird because you let other movies have digital codes, and yet this one didn't. I mean, yeah, because they want like, everybody signed up. Yeah, because they want subscribers. In order to get the su- subscribers and get everything working for for your screen, you have to yeah. advertise for it. So they're like, okay, yeah. well, what we'll do is we'll go in and charge the person twenty dollars for our uh, DVD and uh, Blu-ray, and also to you also get a four K. Uh, version of it as well and guess what no digital code guess what they yeah. have to do go ahead and go to disney plus which well, is well stupid. like how i got this figured out i was like um i had to go to uh i think the movies anywhere which i think is like is just awesome um so anybody that has movies anywhere for digital codes because i have like i have my codes like di- i have a lot of my movies digitally on voodoo and like a lot of other places too but movies anywhere you can combine them all into one I mean, I can. I have. I, I have a Xfinity, and you can link your Xfinity account with Movies Anywhere, and so I don't even. Like I said, I can just hit the one of the, my like the the TiVo button on my phone, like on my remote. Go to a section that says Purchases, and you have all your digital copies, for, so you can just watch mm. instantly on your TV without having to go to another app or anything. Which I think, like Movies Anywhere, is more really good. I'm, 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 I want to like. I'm hopefully they get more companies because I have so many more movies from Lionsgate and I think I think 20th Century Fox too, um, or Century or whatever the 20th Century um, that I think they need to like partner with so I can get my the rest of my collection all, all through that that ability, which I think is cool. I mean, I I like having the physical copies of my movies so I can because I always have like having a physical copy in my hand. But the the also benefits for my sister who's not here. She can access my account and she can watch stuff from at her school, which I think that's what that, that that's why I like having both. But that, that's that. yeah, yeah. I can actually understand that, man. I mean, I like physical copies as well. Here's the thing. Yeah, I used to be a big huge person into digital copies, getting digital copies, and just putting them on my tablet or whatever. But then I did away with that because of the fact that I don't go anywhere. I don't travel. I don't do a lot of (laughs) – I'm pretty much in the same town and everything. So why am I going to go ahead and go go ahead and just use a digital code for whenever I'm not even traveling or doing anything? When I can just pop out the physical disc anytime I want. And another thing, too, that I'm worried about digital media is the fact that, you know, contracts and uh, are not – digital copies are not forever. Because let's say, for instance, that one company decides to buy out another company, your account may not be available anymore. Those digital copies that yeah. you have are going to be gone. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. My physical copy is going to be remaining on that shelf. Yeah. And that's actually what happened with one company where um, I forgot what it was. It was back when digital media was actually becoming a thing where you mm-hmm. got like a digital media disc. And then you just yeah. upload the disc and did it that way. And then they did it with just doing the pamphlets of paper. But yeah. that company got bought out by another company. And they said, well, if you don't sign into your account, you're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, 
after that happened, a couple of months later, they went on ahead and removed every single thing that we had in the account. Mm. So, so that's my that's my biggest pet peeve about digital mm. movies is it's like Netflix, for example. You they're only yeah. allowed so many uh, months or so many years and everything, and then they have to try and renegotiate their contract. Mm. And before their contracts are even out, those movies could actually be gone. Yeah, and everything, and we don't know when like, they're going to come back. Yeah. I think that's where I think that's where the movies anywhere. I think they're they're going to be okay for a while because of how many distributors they they have all in together, like combining all in one. I mean, you got Voodoo, which is huge, where a lot of my stuff is. You got that, um, I like, and then all the companies that are signed up with them, like Warner Brothers. Like Warner mm-hmm. Brothers wouldn't be signing up um, with them if they if they thought they were going to be um, gone. Um, and then, oh, they, I guess they, 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 yeah, they're mixed with oh, Fandango, I guess, I guess too. Yeah, sorry. It's okay, it's fine, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, but no, I actually, here's the thing Frenchie and I actually did a trailer reaction to Nicolas Cage's new movie, called, yeah, uh, and everything. And get this, that's actually being advertised right now on PS4 for Willy's Wonderland. So I'm like, ooh, Willy's Wonderland, I think I want to check this out, and it's like 20 bucks. I'm like, I like you, Nick. It's like I like you, Nick, but I'm gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the places where you can link your um, movies anywhere account is to uh, Apple TV, Prime Video, Vudu, Google Play, and YouTube. Um, and what are those two? Microsoft Movies and TV, Xfinity, Fandango Now, Verizon, and Directv. That's that's not oh, wow. that's not. Yeah, th- that's pretty good. I mean, I already have like all that. I mean, I have, um, I have like two hundred twenty six movies in this, uh, in this just I'm this alone. Um, <laughs> and then I think my voodoo is a little bit because I because I, I was part of uh that ultra the ultraviolet website. That's and the then, company. That's the company. That was that's what it was. Yeah. But I had all my stuff linked, um, and then I had like eight TV shows like that on here. Um, and then I really have 301 movies is on my um, Voodoo account. Because, again, this one, Voodoo does everything from Warner Brothers to Lionsgate to more indie indie departments. Where Movies Anywhere is only, like, specific. So, like, like I said, there's, a like, 226 to 301. That's at least... Right. Uh, almost, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's a lot. So... Again, I, at some point, I'm pretty sure the Lions gain all them will get get with them on that. But uh, um, so, but again, like I said, I like that 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 yeah, it was voodoo. But I made sure I had my my stuff linked, which that's that's okay. what, where I could, so that, I think that's the important thing to like link, linkage. So, right. but yeah, so... I think what like, I think that what Disney was doing is pretty bad. And I think they're, but they're, I think I don't know if they, I don't think they did it for Soul because it was direct, released directly no. straight to Disney Plus, um, and it was like I think Soul was not just directly to I think it was in theaters too or something or whatever, but they're doing it again for that Raya and the Last Dragon. It's a kid animated like movie. I think it's PG again the premier access and then. Um, you, so, you have to, if you want to watch it right away, you still have to pay 30 bucks. but it's available to everybody in June. That's four that months. Make any sense. Like, that's right. four months. 
And you're it's not like, going to make your on. money. The way I see no. this, you're not going to make your money, your budget back any faster by doing that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just going to be like, you know what? Why should I pay $30 when I can just wait four months to do this? Yeah. You know, that's what I would do. I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. that. I'll be like, I'll be like, you know what? I'll just wait my four months and I'm good. I don't have to go yeah. ahead and see this movie for, for $30. Really, they're cheating themselves out and everything. When yeah. They could just go on ahead and do the HBO Max thing. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was the one movie I was, I would be willing, I was going to be willing to spend the 30 bucks for to rent. Well, it was probably, it was tenant, to be honest, because I was like, I knew I was going to enjoy it. I've been waiting to see that movie for for a while, for a while now. It you you know what I'm I know what I'm gonna get, and I've seen some clips from it. I'm like I was already gonna be I was already I was gonna spend that much money to see that in IMAX in anyway. So I was like that was gonna be one I was gonna that luckily didn't have to, but I was that was what I was like I was was gonna be willing to do. I'd be willing to spend that much money for that. I mean, or like like I said, I'm glad I'm not, but. Like HBO Max, but I'm hoping theaters are open in December, and I'm hoping everything's calmed down a little bit because I'm I'd be willing to spend thirty bucks to go see The Matrix Four. <laughs> exactly. And another thing, though, too. I mean, I'm not telling anybody how they should and shouldn't enjoy their entertainment, but yeah, if you can wait about four months and everything, you're golden. You can just go in ahead and uh, yeah. watch it for free. But also, too, Soul. The movie Soul, the movie that I did a review on for Disney and everything, yeah. is worth the $30 price tag, to be honest with you. I would pay $30 to watch Soul, because it was that damn good, to yeah. be honest with you. I I actually watched it about four or five times after I did the review mm. for it, because it was that good. And I also like the soundtrack, not, and because of the fact that Trent Rinser, the, uh, the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails... Uh, did the soundtrack for it, and he did a phenomenal job with it. So mm. you know, it's a good. That movie was actually the only movie that I can actually say I would actually spend thirty dollars on, and plus buy the soundtrack. Other than that, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I don't care. Didn't care about Mulan. Didn't care about uh, anything else. But Soul was just something special to me that was actually really good. I mean, I. I mean, like, I really hope they don't do it for Black Widow. I really hope they don't do that. From what I know with the reports, they're not going to do it because they know they want to. Right. Yeah. Right. Because number one, they they know that they're going to draw the MCU crowd, for starters. Oh yeah. They know that we've been wanting a Black Widow film since Phase One, and now they're finally doing it. And they know this movie's going to be gangs. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be bonkers and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was already. I mean, you already got me in it. I'm, I'm, I'm sold on it. I was willing to watch this movie for a long, like since they released it, like announced the trailer for it last year. I was hyped for this. Like, I mean, you're not gonna stop me from not wanting to see this movie. Like, I know what I'm gonna Same. get. Scarlett Johansson kicking ass, and you get to see, you get to see more of her back history because this is something we wanted. Because we wanted exactly. back history. There's a lot of stuff we didn't know about Black Widow, and being for what happened to her um yeah i want to see more black widow <laughs> all right so guys if you guys are listening right now go on ahead send us a little message tell us what you think about this news and stuff like that as well because i want to get you guys thoughts if not you know i don't know if you have any more that you actually want to discuss shortly with this um do we want to go topic? over our, some of our anticipated movies for this year 
I think we're going to save that, savor the flavor a little okay. bit for our cool. next stereo. Because Got it. there's some movies that I actually had from 2020 that I want to bring over into 2021. And I have to, you know what I'm saying? I actually have to yeah. go from my anticipation level down to my lukewarm stage of the list. Okay. Cool. So okay. I actually, so I think tomorrow night we'll try and do that or something. We'll figure something out, I think. Yeah. No, never mind. I forgot. I'm actually going to be on somebody else's YouTube channel tomorrow night. I forgot. It's all good. But if here's the thing. They haven't really sent me out any information on what they – on how anything that they want from me or anything like that. Usually the night before or the and everything, they'll send mm-hmm. out a, a lot of the information that we're going to be going over and how I'm going to be sent over. And I haven't gotten any information, so I'm going to have to mm-hmm. reach out and see what's up. But anyways, with that being said, we're going to go on ahead and end this right now. I appreciate Frenchie. I appreciate you for everything you do for us at Movie Lovers Night and everything. And I cannot wait to talk Schmodown with you again. That was a lot of fun on this channel and also, too, on your channel as well when we get ready to do it. Because I'm returning to Schmodown. If you don't know what Schmodown is... It's a movie trivia show that is like wrestle, pretty much like WWE kind of style formats and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun to actually check out and everything. I strongly recommend it. Also, two guys, if you guys want to go on ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram, Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube. And for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go on ahead, go to www.movieloversunite.com. And then also, too, you guys can also follow me, of course, on Stereo. You can get your podcast wherever you get your podcast from for your audio only stuff. And then also, too, we also have Pinterest at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. And then at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And then John DeGorio 8 on Twitter as well. Those are all the places that you can reach me. And of course, you can reach Charlie at where, they, where can they reach you at, Charlie? If they want to. Um, you can find me on, uh, on Twitter. Um, hold on, let me get my Twitter handle. I forgot what it was. Um, Wasn't it like Cartman something? Um, it's uh, it's at Cartman the Fat thirty six. Um, that was my character name in Guild Wars. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cartman the Fat thirty six. Um, you can find me by my name, like like on here on Facebook. Um, those are really the only two I'm on there. I'm not on Pinterest. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not really. I just follow on that uh, on those two, and um, I'm also on the page. Like uh, you can also find me on the page too. Um, I've been on there. Like, yeah, okay. you can. Yeah, yeah. Find. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, just find me on the uh, on the the movie lovers page. Um, and you, and if not, you also see us. You can find me on the YouTube channel too. When I'm this this on for podcast, that's pretty much that's pretty much where you can find me. But mainly Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> okay, so another thing too is. If you're a sponsor, if you want to get in touch with us at Movie Lovers Unite, just go on ahead and email us at movieloversunite uh, at gmail.com. And we would greatly appreciate that and everything. And always until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys. John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing and that is our five dollar a month plan it's called movie lovers classics it covers bonus episodes reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh little caesar review that we just did early access to episodes monthly newsletters shout outs on the main 
uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic... Uh, movie reviews as well and then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover and that also includes bonus episodes classic movie reviews interviews with independent actors actresses directors and comic book writers and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes monthly newsletters free digital movies and shout outs on the main feed as well go ahead subscribe to the patreon we hope that we'll see you there and always until next time guys bye bye